I come to announce to you there is about to be a resurrection for somebody. When you don't exercise your faith, it will not be strong. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We must continue to be hearing the word of God. This is Get Connected with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. Hello and welcome to Get Connected. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we will continue our series on the beauty of the Lord with Bishop Israel Adey Ajala. When we talk about the beauty of the Lord, we can't really get to where I want us to be until we understand the word beauty. A woman by the name Molly Bourne in 1878 in a book wrote, and this is the quote, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In other words, many people will look at something and they will come to a conclusion is beautiful. Another group of people will look at it and they will see a totally different thing. That's why beauty is a very subjective word. It's, but let's look at it from the human standpoint. Beauty is defined as combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, you know, especially when we talk about a person or a thing, you know, or a, a place. Oh, they say Colorado is beautiful. And then somebody who loved the ocean will get to the ocean side and will say, oh, Florida is beautiful. You know, so, so it is something that is subjective. Every year, people spend billions of dollars to look more beautiful. Women especially, they try to spend so much money on cosmetics. You know, old people trying to look younger. Young people try to look mature or older. You know, but the truth is one day our bodies will die. We break down and we die. Now, there is a passage of the scripture that I want every woman listening to me to, uh, to, to pay attention to. And then every young man, in fact, every man, he said, charm is deceitful. Proverbs 31.30. Proverbs 31.30. Charm is deceitful. And beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. She shall be praised. In other words, the beauty, as far as God is concerned, is different from the way man looks at beauty. There was a time that Samuel went and he wanted to anoint a king for Israel in the family of Jesse. And he saw the first man came. He said, definitely this guy is handsome. He must be the one. But that's not beauty in the eyes of God. The Bible looks, talks about Saul, that he was a handsome man. Well, 
David that was anointed too, apparently, the Bible talks about the fact that he was handsome. In First Samuel chapter 16, verse 12, the Bible says he was with bright eyes, he was good looking. And then in verse 18, the Bible says that's 4 Samuel chapter chapter 16 and 4 Samuel chapter 16 verse 18. The Bible says he, he was a handsome person. He was a handsome person. You know, um, when you talk about a handsome man, when you talk about a handsome man, it means he's good looking. He's good looking. Now, in Old Testament, when you talk about Jesus, the Bible talks about Jesus as the Messiah, and he look at Jesus and he says, there was nothing about him to behold. In other words, let me read it for you in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2. He says, he, he has no form or comeliness. You know, and then he went on, he says, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So you look at Jesus from the eyes of human being, the Bible says he will not pass for a handsome man. But then when you go into the New Testament, you will realize that he was a handsome man, which means your beauty is not what people see. Your beauty is not the first thing that people see. We are going to look at that. The Bible tells us what God really thinks about beauty. You know, there are three lusts that are mentioned in the Bible. The first one is the lust of the flesh, and then the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The pride of life. Now, I want you to look at it from this way. Satan tried to attack Jesus on the three levels. The three Temptation, which is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Everything has to do with beauty. He look at Jesus and he says, look, everything on this earth is mine. I give it to you. Just bow down. Worship me. Now, that's not how God judges beauty. Now, the beauty of the Lord is inner beauty. When God looks at beauty, he's talking about your inside. Now, David was writing in Psalm 90, verse 17. He said, let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You see, these are areas I want you to think about. You know, our works must be motivated out of a love for God and not out of our own lust if the beauty of the Lord is to come upon us. Our motivation must be our love for God. If you want the beauty of God upon your life, do you have the love of God in your heart? You know, if you have the love of God in your heart, then the Bible looks at you as beautiful. Let me give you an example. In Romans chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says, there is none righteous, not one. And then he went on in the, in, in the same book 
and, and, and it was encouraging us that, you know, no one is good. No one except from God. Now, the beauty of the Lord comes from, let me look at it, and let me tell you something. Number one, your love for God, your love for the work of God. Remember the Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of him that bring good news. So you want to, to, to let heaven call you beautiful? The first thing is you must have the love of God in your heart. If the love of God in your heart, God sees you as a beautiful person. Now, beauty, as far as God is concerned, is not an aesthetic thing to the senses. You know, don't forget that God is a spirit and you are also a spirit being. So for you to be beautiful in the eyes of God, it's your heart. Do you have the love of God in your heart? Did you love other people? You know, there, you can talk from now till cow comes home about love. Love is not something you just talk about. Love is something that you actually practice. That's why the Bible says love is. In 1 Corinthians 13, love is. Love is. Love is. It's not love we be. Love is. Now, if you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, God wants us not to look at things from the world's standpoint. That's why I say, leave elementary discussion. Let's move on to perfection. Move on to perfection. Now, we become truly, beco we become truly beautiful by becoming like Christ. You, we become truly beautiful by becoming like Christ. You see, because Christ is our example. Christ is our example. You know, and so if you want your, to, be, to be beautiful in the eyes of God, the first thing you need to know, like I said, number one, you must have the love of God in your heart. Number two, you must have the love of God's people in your heart. You cannot walk in hate and bitterness and racism and think you are beautiful. You may be beautiful in the eyes of the world, but you are ugly in the eyes of God. You see? As a matter of fact, let me, let me, let, let me share this with you and it will surprise you. The opposite of beautiful in the Bible is not ugly. The opposite of beautiful in the Bible is not ugly. Let me tell you the opposite of, be of beautiful in the Bible. Wicked. That is the opposite of beautiful in the Bible. When you look at the Bible and say, this guy is beautiful. The other one is wicked. Anyone that is not beautiful according to God's standard is wicked. So you can be a wicked person going to church. A wicked person preaching the gospel, preaching. Now, if a wicked man is preaching, watch this, he's preaching for his own gain. That's why, you know, Paul said, leave them alone. Whether they preach Christ out of envy or they preach Christ out of sincerity, let Christ be preached. Because if you don't have the Christ life in you, as far as Bible is concerned, you are wicked and you are considered ugly.
You see, because let me, you see, they, 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 um, look at Rachel and Leah. The Bible says Rachel was pleasant to the eyes, was beautiful. And then he says, but Leah was hard to behold. You know, he kind of look at her instead of say ugly. Because in the Bible, the, ap- the opposite of, of, of beautiful is not ugly. God did not create any person to be ugly. You know, you know, you may not like the way he looks, but that's exactly what somebody else like. So in the Bible, you are either beautiful or you are wicked. You see? So, so, so I, I want that to settle in your mind. And I want you to, as we continue on this journey of the beauty of the Lord, that you will come to the place that you will begin to evaluate your life in the light of the word of God. Am I a beautiful person or am I ugly? The reason that we can call God beautiful, even though we call him our father, is because beauty, as far as the Bible is concerned, is not gender-based. It's not gender-based. God is beautiful. We call him what a beautiful God you are. What a beautiful God our God is. And yet, he is our father. So, when we look at the beauty of God as we continue, we will begin to see our own life. Because the essence of this series is so that you can look at your life. I can look at my life. And then say, wow, am I beautiful in the eyes of God? If I'm not beautiful in the eyes of God, then how does heaven look at me? It looks at me as a wicked person person, which is a serious, serious thing. So I pray that as we go on, you will enjoy, you will come to the place where you will begin to walk and show the beauty of God that is in your life to the whole world. I'll be right back after this. Thank you, Bishop, for those amazing words on the beauty of the Lord. We'll be back with more after these announcements. This Thursday and every Thursday, our food bank will be open with our drive-through and walk-up area. Our food bank will be open from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, please call us at 720-859-1737. On Sundays, we are open for services here at KCCC at 8.30, 10 o'clock, and 11.30 a.m. Join us for our in-person services and on Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 p.m. We are located at 1391 Oswego Street in Aurora, Colorado. All services will follow CDC guidelines. Join many in giving to get connected with Bishop Israel Ade Ajala and make a difference in the lives of others in a dynamic, life-changing way. Go to adeajala.org and click on Donate. All donations are tax deductible. Welcome back. Bishop, thank you again for those spirit-filled words on the beauty of the Lord. Bishop, you have opened my eyes, and I know you have opened the eyes of our listeners and our viewers today regarding the beauty of the Lord. And Bishop, we desire as believers to be beautiful in the sight of God. But Bishop, what would you say is the one element that we as believers lack 
that keep us from being beautiful in the sight of God. Amen. I, I, I would not say only one thing because if I would, if I want to say one thing alone, I would say lack of understanding of the Word of God. Lack of understanding of the Word of God, and the Bible says, "My people perish for lack of knowledge." You see, um, it's interesting that it is only in Christianity that people don't even have to have a training before they start to call themselves pastors. I'm not saying it's necessary. You know, I mean, it's compulsory. It may not be compulsory, but it is necessary. And training takes many faces. You can have training, be educated, either by going to a seminary, or you are tutored by a man of God who has a reputation, you know. But what I found out in the world that we are today is people confusing ambition with vision. And they turn rebellion into calling, you know, because they don't want to submit to authority. God has called them to start their own thing. Now, why I started from there is this. If somebody who is a pastor, a bishop, whatever, started from rebellion, out of that fruit is what he will be dishing out. And, And so we have in our world today those who out of rebellion came into ministry. Now, there are another group of people. They came into pulpit as a profession. They, they, they don't have a calling. It's just a profession. Oh, what do you want to do? I want to go. It's just like, you know, are you called to be a doctor? No. I just go to school because I love that profession. And you will see it in their attitude versus a man who has a calling as a medical yes, doctor. Yes. They take interest in their patients. One treat the patient just as patient. And the other one treat the, the person like a family. And, and the, you know, the other one, you tell me what is wrong with you, prescribed. The other, the, another person walk you through with it. And the same thing with pastors. If you see a pastor who has a calling as a shepherd, he's willing to go the extra mile to lay down his life. The Bible says a good shepherd laid down his life for his sheep. Why is this important? The source determines the extent of knowledge that the people sitting in front of the person will get. You can train people to to have head knowledge of the word of God without carrying the heart of God. Lots of, lots of teachers, great Bible teachers, they teach you to, to have the head knowledge of the word. In other words, the Bible call it the letters of the world. But the spirit of the word, they don't have themselves. And you can only give what you have. So what you have is you have generations and generations of Christians who knows the Bible just to argue. If they would just turn that argument to character formation and be more like Christ, there will be less tension, less trouble in our world today. But we have people, I mean, the problem of the world today is not unbeliever. You know why? 
They are not the solution either. If my people who are called by my name. So the problem of the world, whether in America or Africa, is Christian. The Christians, the saints who ain't, they are the problem of the world. And listen, I'm not pointing finger. I examine myself every day and look at it in the light of the people I'm, I'm shepherding at Kingdom Connection. That's why I said to people in Kingdom Connection, read the Bible yourself. Read it yourself. Go through the Bible. We have people in our church going through the Bible at least one or two times a year. Read the Bible yourself. Don't leave it to somebody who himself is an emotional wreck. You know, it's possible. Believe me, you can be an emotional wreck and still be a pastor as long as you can put sermon together. But letter kills. The Bible tells me, letter kills, but spirit gives life. You know, simply because you have, and please, to have a mega church is a great thing. But it's not an indication that the pastor know God. No, it's not an indication that the pastor know God. A friend of mine wrote a book, The God That I Never Met. You see, a lot of people have not even met God. They've met their pastor. Well, how's the pastor? When was the last time you met Jesus? That's another question totally. How can somebody who do not come out of beauty of the Lord radiate God's beauty? It's impossible. So what do we radiate? Racism? What do we radiate? Fight? What do we radiate? You know, pride? What do we radiate? Me versus you? You understand me? My church is bigger than your church. Ours is better than yours. We are the first church of amen. You are the second church of praise the Lord. That's the type of Christianity. And it's it's, it's unfortunate because that's exactly what Satan wants. So the essence of this series, the beauty of the Lord, is to bring us to the place where we will know what God calls beautiful. So we can make a personal evaluation of our own life. And if you are not beautiful, you are not ugly either in the eyes of God. You are simply wicked. There is no in between, no go in between. I mean, no go between of those dudes. So I ask myself, if God look at me and say, Israel, Ade Ajala, you are a beautiful boy. Well, praise God. What makes God say I'm beautiful? Or he might look and say, you are not beautiful at all because there is wickedness in you. You see, the beauty of God's love is that he will never say you are irredeemable. He will still tell you, you are wrong, that's wicked. Let the wicked man forsake his ways. And the unrighteous man is taught. For my ways are higher than your ways and your thought than your thought. You see, so I... I, I, I believe God put this series in my heart for the body of Christ in the world generally, but America in particular. Why? Because God God called me here. He calls me here as a prophet to the nation. And when I look at how churches are losing relevance in their droves and people are leaving the church, we started during pandemic the third service and now all our three services are 70%, 75% full. That's right. Why? What is making people come? And they are saying, oh, I, I don't know how many churches have as many services as we have in a week. 
And yet, in, I mean, we have Wednesday, we have Friday, we have this and that. And, and people still longing, wanting to come. Why are, I mean, look at the children. They say, oh, we want to stay in the sanctuary. We want to hear the bishop. Why? Because we are not playing game with their life. We, are, we want them to know what is the beauty of God. If we can, I mean, I walk on Koufax and some of them will call me, hey, bishop, hey, bishop. Those are what you call the people the world doesn't want. That's where I want the church, my heart, want the church in America to go back to. That we forget about all our title. Because your title never makes you beautiful. I'm sorry. You see, all your cosmetics, as good as they are, don't make you beautiful in the eyes of God. The big cathedral you build never make you beautiful in the eyes of God. What makes you beautiful is what we are going to be looking at. But let me summarize this before I go today. Check your heart for God. Are you in love with God? Are you in love with God's people? Because if you are not in those things, if, if, you, if you have racism in your life, if you think you are better than somebody else, you are not ugly, but you are not beautiful. Now, if you are not beautiful in the Bible, the Bible says you are wicked. And I pray that none of us uh, will become like that. Look at the man that when the master came and was giving a, a, the man with one talent, he said, I know you to be a hard man. What did the man say? The man said, you wicked and slothful servant. Because if you are not beautiful, you are not ugly in the Bible, you are simply wicked. Because God's standard of beauty is different from our standard. Let me pray with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, you woke me up in the middle of the night and said, I want to radiate my beauty once again. Lord, many are crying. I say, Lord, why, when will you revive us again in America? And we ask that your beauty will radiate first in our life and then through our life to our world. And through our life, people will see your beauty and our churches will become the center of, 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 of holiness and healing and unity. Once again, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the one that is sick. I declare healing over your life. I speak to the one that is discouraged. I say, receive the hands of God upon you. Be encouraged by the power of the Holy Ghost. Go and do exploits in the name of Jesus. And I pray for the nation that we love, the United States of America, for revival to break out again so that the beauty of the Lord will sweep through our, our cities government and, and, and our homes. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us. This has been a presentation of the radio ministry of Bishop Israel Ade Ajala. For more information, contact Bishop Israel Ade Ajala by email at info at kcconline.org or by phone at 720-859-1737.